Hi, I'm Martin Kuppinger. I'm Principal Analyst at Kuppinger Call Analysts, and I'm here today with Jackson Shaw, who is Chief Strategy Officer at ClearSky. And we will have a talk about the role of identity management, and in particular IGA, so the Use Lifecycle Provisioning Access Governance piece, within Zero Trust. Welcome, Jackson. Thank you, Martin. It's great to be here, as always. Yeah, so, so maybe we start a bit with Zero mm -hmm. Trust. So I think everyone has a bit of an idea what Zero Trust means. But maybe we, we, we give a bit of context uh, how we understand Zero Trust and then look at the role um, identity plays in Zero Trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start? Yeah, sure. I mean, I can I can give you my perspective. Certainly, from um, you know the very early days when I started working, the typical access method to get into um, you know a network or or a computer system of some nature was <laughs> a modem, um, you know, which basically turned into using a VPN to to getting into one of these systems. And it was kind of like to me, it was like you know the old medieval fortresses, right? You pass through the gate. And you were inside, and you had access to everything. Uh, whether you needed to go over to the food stall or you didn't need to go to the food stall, it was there. You could go over to it if you wanted to, uh, or the dungeon, or or what have you. And um, I think we've operated in that mode. I mean, from I mean, I started using modems back in um, you know the early '90s, uh, and I, I think we've been using. Oh, I mean, people still use VPNs, but we've been using VPNs as that gateway into the fortress. Um, for what, you know, many, many years now, 20 plus years. Um, and I think what the realization that folks have come up with, and, and it's it's really the right thing is, you know, if somebody needs to come into, in quotes, the fortress, um, let them have access to the only thing that they need to have access to at that particular time. Um, uh, so that is partly zero trust. In other words, you can only get to what you actually need to get to at that particular point in time. What we don't trust, you trust because you passed right. the gate. Just because you got past the gate doesn't mean you get to go to the food stall. Yes. <laughs> you have to have money in your pocket okay. too. Yeah. Um, and I think the second thing that, that, that brings with me is, um, you know, the fact that uh, there really isn't a fortress anymore. Right. With cloud computing, there's all these, let's call them mini forts or tents or what have you everywhere. Um, so, again, back to the whole concept of, you know, once you get in, you've got access to all these different things. Um, companies and, and certainly cyber hackers have realized that there's a, a lot of targets of opportunity. So to me, zero trust is very much around. Um, reducing that attack surface, reducing those targets of opportunity. And where you have these targets of opportunity, I think the, the thing on top of that is hardening them. Uh, how do you make it harder to get to those things through things like multi-factor authentication or, or other methods? Yeah. So, so when I look at zero trust, I always say, okay, you know, the point is, so we started with zero trust networks, but we quickly learned Mm -hmm. It's not just the network. There's more than the network. And, and so, right. again, and this is where I believe identity and access are so important for zero trust. It starts with identity. Martin is using a device, mm -hmm. go over a network to an application, to a service, and access it. So it starts with the identity, Martin. Is it Martin? And exactly. it goes to the access. And I think, so... Over the past years, and that's what I found very interesting to see, is that the, the, the 
perspective and the focus uh, of what we talked about in Zero Trust really shifted from a network-centric perspective to an mm -hmm. identity and access-centric mm -hmm. perspective, mm -hmm. where I still see, and I think this is maybe part of our conversation today, that the focus is more on the identity and authentication side. Mm -hmm. But to me, the access, the authorization side mm -hmm. plays an equally important role because this is about which entitlements do I have and will I be authorized to do so? It's a bit mm -hmm. about uh, someone in the fortress saying, okay, I know you are authorized to do so or not. I let you pass or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, very, very much so. I mean, um, you know, the whole, I, I think one of the main concepts around zero trust is this, uh, um, almost this concept of continual trust, right? Uh, and continual authentication and continual authorization. Um, I, I mean, the, 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 the idea of a person having, you know, being checked to see if they have access to something at a particular point in time, if, if they're authenticated to a particular entitlement or to a resource, are they authorized? Do they have the authorization to um, talk to this or, or use this uh, particular entitlement or resource? And um, literally, those things can change in some ways. I mean, I'd, I wouldn't want to be on a network where those things are changing minute by minute for every user, but um, it is something where um, we have seen the industry want to move towards uh, much more of a I'll call it near real-time authentication and authorization for access to these various entitlements. And, and isn't it that that anyway, the, the access part, so the authorization part of mm -hmm. it is uh, where, which is always, which always has been more continual because mm -hmm. you access something and it's authorized. You access whatever the next file and it's authorized. So mm -hmm. you do it. So, so you come in once, but you, you have many authorizations. So in that sense, I dare to say that we are closer to a continual access Correct. control in the broader Correct. sense when we look at the authorization part. And I think this is also where, uh, to my, my, my perspective, the, the need for, for being really good in the IGA part. So not mm -hmm. only having mm -hmm. an account, but having the entitlements and the access governance done right yeah. um, occurs. Right. Well, you know, I've always been a big proponent of, um, you know, look, you know, if I step back. So in 1999, when I joined Microsoft, you know, we launched Active Directory about six months after I joined. And, um, you know, you're basically presented with this, what I call an empty pool. And you started filling it up with things, resources, identities, groups, distribution lists, security lists, ACLs. You just started filling this pool up with all kinds of things. And like any pool, leaves fall, the wind blows, you know, various different things into it. And you have to maintain that pool. You've got to change the filters. You've got to clear the stuff that's, that's, that's in the pool that shouldn't be in the pool anymore. The problem is that, you know, whether it's Active Directory or whether in, in today's uh, world it's something like um, Amazon or it's uh, something like Salesforce or ServiceNow or any of these other systems who've been around for multiple years, there's a lot of leaves that have blown into the pool. So part of the problem and part of the reasons why I'm, I'm so um, interested in this from the, the um, IGA perspective, the governance perspective, and, and uh, um, trying to help clean these pools up is basically to give people visibility, to give companies 
managers, employees, business leaders, visibility into all of that stuff that's in the pool. Now, some of it's garbage and some of it's not. The problem is that most companies don't know because yeah. it, you know there's been so many changes of employees, of vendors. Um, there's just been so much happening. Like if, again, if I go back to my AD days, you know, we're talking about 22, 23 years past. In February of, of 23, right, will be the 23rd year of Active Directory. You can imagine you have 23 years of leaf buildup. Um, and, and the so, problem there is also, you know, in, in real world, when, when, in the region I live, pools are emptied. Right. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, and then filled and they up. are filled again with water in spring. But you can't empty the pool, not even for, for an hour or, or, or a day, <laughs> uh, of yeah. your active director entitled exactly. and just say, let's yeah. start again. So we need solutions. Yeah. And this is, I think, really where IGA comes into play that help us. 100% agree. Um, sort of reducing the garbage and keeping the tool t pool tidy uh, without the need of. Sort of yeah, yeah and, and to be honest, you know, when you think of this, I mean, and, and here's again part of the situation we're in, right? I mean, I've, I, I, even me as an employee in companies, not the one I'm at now, but in previous companies, as a manager, I would get these reports every quarter. Hey, Jackson, here's your 23 employees. Um, go through and look at the, their entitlements and certify them. Um, this was a quarterly activity. It was a pain in the butt. Because it was, um, you know, you were under some kind of a deadline to get it done. So the typical thing was, oh, I don't know what all this stuff does. I'm pretty sure my guys all need it. And um, let me click the approve all and send it off. You know, just as we just talked about um, the sort of continuous aspect of authentication, the continuous aspect of authorization, we have to have this continuous aspect of reviewing our entitlements. Yes. Um, at, least, so, at least as long as we live in a world where most applications work with static entitlements. Yes. So in, 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 yeah, in, that, that's in, very true, yes. In, 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 in a brighter world where, where the application is just to ask a system authorized or not and work against policies, right. which we see right. as a huge uptake in the, in the development of digital services where we really see this coming back, right. it would be simpler. But I think we have just to cope with the reality and that is right. um, most, are, most applications work with static entitlements unfortunately and, that's the legacy yes yes yeah so, so no i i i agree i agree 100 percent. i mean to to move towards policy-based access um you know if there was a way for us to well not a way there is a way um you know the historical problem i found with with um some of these things is the requirement to um basically re-engineer an application like, like in the old days when before we used LDAP, for example, we we, we waited for the vendor to um, add LDAP support to their product. Um, and that's a situation where in today's world, where you have potentially tens, if not hundreds of SaaS applications, you're waiting on all of them to include policy-based um, authorization or policy-based access or, uh, or policy-based entitlements. So it could be a little bit of a waiting game. But just even the aspect of being able to move from the periodic once a quarter, once a year, do you need access to Salesforce? Do you need access to this uh, Office 365 entitlement? And making that a bit more continuous and a bit more real-time and friendly, like perhaps sending a Slack message to somebody or a Teams message saying, hey, Martin Jackson just needed access to this report. Is it okay? Yes, no. Versus the the, the yeah. every quarter, hey, does Jackson still need access to these things? You're raising a very important point. And that is what, what I say. Uh, one of the things is, 
we, we should also think more about sometimes time restricted and mm-hmm. going away from, from big spreadsheets to simple yes, no decisions because everyone of us is quite good in making a simple yes, no decision. Um, it's like you get a mail with a simple question, you will answer that respond, reply to that mail immediately, usually. Right. If you get a mail where you say, okay, oh, this requires some thinking, this will take me an hour <laughs> to respond to, you put it away and try not right. to do it. And that's what we do with free certification. Right. We create something right. like these complex mails that are put away. If we make it simpler and more continual, we definitely will win. And we need to do it, as we said, for the foreseeable time, specifically for the legacy world. And a lot of SaaS already is in that sense legacy. Um, And maybe in a couple of years, we will see more uh, policy-based access and authorizations that that will simplify a lot of things. But for now, if we think about zero trust and going back to our, our theme, in zero trust, this access piece is so essential. This, how do we get a grip on the entitlements and ensure that these are the right ones? Because only then we can do the right authorization mm-hmm. and sort of a correct verification of mm-hmm. access. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I completely agree. And um, you know, I would uh, I know you're not meaning it in the sense of email as email, but a notification methodology of some nature, because, yes. you know, in my, in my own organization right now, um, you know, there are a lot of people that there are old people like me, if I want to use that phrase, that's, that still don't mind using email. And then there are other, other, uh, um, folks in our organization who are younger, who, um, barely ever look at their email. They're all into Slack and teams and, and all of these other social media, uh, concepts. So I think that's also as part of the problem is, is, you know, in a way, you know, we have to be very market, market, marketing driven on some of this stuff and appeal to a broader audience inside of an organization, because it, it all organizations aren't running by just email anymore. They're, 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 this is part of the problem. They're running by multiple different things, right? To reach someone, yes. you've got to speak to them in the language that they're that they're on i mean hopefully we're not sending them instagram messages can't say but... why like hey i sent you an email right <laughs> but that's also not the right way to do it as we all know but jackson a pleasure to talk to you and i think this was some some insightful talk about how zero trust and iga relate and that we Indeed. can't succeed in our zero trust journey without a strong iga poster Jackson, thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you, Martin. I appreciate it too. It's great to talk to you.